This is Andrin. This is Ray. Welcome to the Talk Live Podcast. Every two weeks, we'll invite a new guest and in every session, we'll take you the live, relationships, and perspectives. One question at a time. Let's Talk Live! Welcome to the Talk Live Podcast. This is Andrin. And this is Ray. <laughs> so this time, <laughs> we're going to continue to talk about personal finance, but this time, Ray is expert. We're going to talk about Not how... Not really. Yeah, I'm a beginner. It, he is. So we're going to talk about how you should invest or the lessons that we've learned through investing actively for around two years and learning about it for since we are actually in university, but we never really act on it. So now we are going to tell you a bit more about our experience on investing. We're not professional, but we're just going to give you some tips. Yeah. This is not financial it. advice. Yeah. No, don't take this as a person uh, like personal fine it's a personal advice but it's not a financial advice exactly yeah so yeah. Ray, so why are we teaching people how to invest or how are we teaching people to invest i mean it's not gonna be your typical crash course on how to invest 101 but hopefully we can give you an idea on you know how to actually get started or get started to think about investing and what are some of our key lessons that we went through right with investing yeah and why we decided to you know start with investing because it's really a low the lowest barrier to entry if you're talking about property real estate you really really need a high amount of capital yeah so i think why this is why we put it as part two because following from the previous episode that's more about uh, personal finance how to save more how to budget etc but now this is where it gets interesting it's about how can you snowball your savings and letting money work for you right and 10x it that's yeah. what oh, yeah. Ray always say. That's what everyone asks, right? Or like, oh, what's the next 5x? What's the next 10x kind of investment? Honestly, no one knows. Nobody knows. If they know, it's all speculation. But we can play our parts and pick our bets accordingly. Yeah. yeah. And then be very patient. Yeah. So without dwelling too much, we can dwell into that uh, later. But basically, in this episode, we hope to create awareness that, you know, you cannot get rich. Of course, some people can get rich by just working really glamorous jobs or they've been working for the last, you know, like really high positions if they climb a corporate ladder. But to be honest, statistically, that's not going to work out well, right? Because there's only going to be one C CEO in every company. And there's only 1% of people, but the rest of 99% of people, we work for a paycheck. So we want to snowball our, our money through investing. Because we, we're not going to expect tomorrow you're going to be viral or you're going to just suddenly be rich and want a mark six. So you need to be disciplined and learn how to invest and make the right decision in the financial world. If not, you may lose all your money and oh, just one overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So basically touching the first concept that I'm going to um, walk you through today is basically... Um, you need multiple source of income. So basically, you cannot just rely on your earned income. So earned income is basically your active hours that you have to spend, your blood, sweat, and tears in a company. And then you get a paycheck at the end of the month or whatever time that you get a paycheck. So that is a very stable kind of income. You can really you know, plan your budgeting and finances, but it is really just, yeah, how much you work is how much you get. That's basically it. So earned income is by far the majority of, uh, it, it, at least in the beginning, yeah. yeah. But you should explore other ways of other sources of income. So another one that is popular is portfolio income. So portfolio income compromises of stock market, 
the bonds. It could be cryptocurrencies today. It's considered as part of your portfolio income. And I think the last one is really passive. But I think that's really uh, further. Passive is really about, you know, once you actually fully purchase a property, you collect rent from it. That's really passive income. Or if you're a musician or you're a YouTuber, you create content, you get royalty, you get ad revenue. That's also considered passive uh, income. So today we're going to focus more on portfolio income because we feel like it's the lowest barrier of entry. And that's something that you know, we've dealt with in the last two years actively and you know, three years. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about why we should invest or definitely why we should invest early. So we're going to put this graph on, on the video if we can. But yeah, do check it out on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. But if you're just listening, just imagine if you are, there's a person or A that invests starting at 25, they're only investing 5,000 a year for only 10 years. So they no more investing at the age of 34. But person B, they only start investing at 35, also 5,000 a year. And for 30 years in a row, who would earn more? Supposedly, the actual amount that put into the portfolio is definitely person B. But he is not the one earning more. It's actually person Mm -hmm. A who earns more. So this is basically the effect of compound interest. And it gives us the knowledge that we need to start investing early instead of investing 10 years later. You should not like just put all your money into enjoyment, but actually to invest as much as possible in the first 10 years, then afterwards, you're going to have a much easier life in terms of retirement or family planning. That's basically what we want to teach or we want to tell everyone about. Yeah, so hopefully you heard that uh, elevator pitch from, uh, from Andrew, right? That basically investing early is almost a guaranteed way of success or actually compounding your, your wealth or savings. Yeah, uh, but there is an assumption there, right? That um, the, the main assumption is like the stock market is always going to generate a positive return. Mm. So that is actually uh, quite true if you look from a historical mm. standpoint. But of course, if you look year by year, then of course there are some years that it grows, some years that it actually declines. Um, but traditionally, uh, yeah, overall, stock market... Yeah, overall, the trend yep. is going steadily upwards instead of steadily, like, just steady. So yep. overall, if you don't look at year by year, it's going to continue to grow and we're not just talking about stock market you can always invest in bond bonds yep. normally have a lower interest rate but they have a more stable so th- next we're going to dive into how much you can you should actually invest and what sort of items can you be investing in which ray is going to talk a lot more about i mean yeah <laughs> i mean i i hope that we can actually provide value, but I mean, this right now is a bit high level, but hopefully at the end, we share some of the key lessons, etc. But yeah, hopefully you're all excited that, okay, how do I get into the stock market world, right? Start early, think long-term, and then at the end of the day, like when you're 40, oh, you actually, like everyone's a millionaire. I mean, yeah, we, we all wish to be. Yeah, so basically, like how to get started, you know, after you, you, after you actually agree that, you know, maybe you want to have some exposure in the stock market or, you know, cryptocurrency or whatever uh, type of uh, asset class in the market that you want to grow with, yeah. So basically, like how to actually start having that concept of how money makes money. But I think, the, the f- yeah, sorry about that. But uh, basically, like 
remember first episode that you actually think about okay how much money you should actually allocate and save right yeah so um here are some statistics or like some of the the learnings or like some of the benchmark that we've pulled out from to actually start that ideally uh, this is not so realistic but i mean if you really want to compound really fast from the beginning right it's like ideally um you want to actually try to save up to or if not more than 50 percent of your income that's actually really really hard if you think about that um, but i think realistically if you want to start off like you know 10 20 30 percent depends on your willingness and conviction on you know the stock market to actually snowball your your income yeah so i think 20 to 30 percent i think that's a good start to actually give you an initial pot of capital to actually let it grow uh along along the time yeah yeah so just have a think about that do a calculation that obviously that really depends on your earned income range if you're earning 100k obviously you can save up to 70 80 90 percent yeah maybe 85 percent of your income yeah but if you're earning like you know 20k maybe realistically you know 30 percent is already yeah like 5k 5k 25 percent is yeah. already a pretty good amount if you earn like 20k i don't think it's as much as possible but it's what you're comfortable at i think that's what we uh, take away is just not to be too stressful about saving as much as possible but be comfortable yeah so talking about the amounts and you know the different compound interest kind of concept basically what can you actually invest your money into mm. so base yeah. what are good stocks are stonks, you gonna give out give out stonks. good stocks meme stocks etc I, I don't think we're gonna go through too much about that but i can name some of you know the stocks just to categorize them into different pools yeah. so basically um we'll talk about stocks first so stocks is actually a you can think of it of it's actually companies yeah that are publicly traded so stocks actually divides into you know growth stocks uh, blue chip stocks or you know uh, retail stocks like whatever yeah but also there's also something called meme stocks now which is basically if you go on reddit or like yeah. hype stocks or pe speculative stocks on on the internet that Game you want to yeah. amc so those uh, i i i strongly advise though i'm not a financial advice yeah. yeah don't don't try to touch all those stocks in in the beginning yeah because it you you may not see the benefit yeah. yeah it might not go towards your way yeah and i can share some story later on how it doesn't yeah work out yeah so that those are stocks. So growth stocks, for example, like Tesla, Neo, you know, Amazon, this kind. Blue chip would be like, you know, Microsoft, Walmart. These are long businesses, Coca-Cola that have been running yeah. Yeah, out there. And yeah. Cryptocurrencies is also one of a lucrative way, I would say. Yeah. So I, I can give like briefly what is cryptocurrencies, you know. The, I think two main coins of cryptocurrency that you should focus on if you plan to diversify or explore into it. I think everyone should have some sort of allocation in their portfolio to crypto. That's what because he said, yeah. <laughs> because I, I feel like that's really the future and you really cannot avoid that. So basically two main crypto that you should really just touch. Number one, the mother of all, Bitcoin. Yeah, BTC. The other one, it's Ethereum. Yeah, so these two are the largest cap coins. And yeah, if you really want to touch into cryptocurrencies, yeah these two other but what are the concepts behind bitcoins and ethereum because yeah. to, to a lot of people maybe even my family or my friends they always ask so what's bitcoin what's ethereum why does it hold value why does it yeah. have any value at all so why so i think it, 
we can cover this in like one whole episode. episode. But in short? In short, yeah, Bitcoin is basically a, you can think of it as a digital currency. But I think more and more people start to think of it as a digital store of value, value digital gold. Yeah, because I think a lot of people want to hatch against inflation, hatch against a dollar. And that's why they um, really want to, you know, invest in Bitcoin so that, you know, there's some sort of uh, store of value against inflation. So that's mainly Bitcoin. On top of that, it's, yeah, it's really just a currency. You can think about it. The applications on top of that, I think that is more to Ethereum. So Ethereum is actually a, a yeah, it's... If Bitcoin is a store of value, basically Ethereum is actually the gas. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs a bit more time to prepare. But I think what Ethereum has a lot of applications yeah. that a lot of different platforms, for example, NFT, that uses yeah. a lot of Ethereum algorithm for it to uh, have a secure and you to identify you are the owner. So I think they. E Ethereum has a lot more application, a lot more real-world... Yeah. The application yeah. of blockchain yeah. technology, yeah. basically. I think Ethereum got really big and got really hyped up uh, because of the application of smart contract. Yeah. And I think the last six months, NFTs was another big use case that, um, for, for yeah. Ethereum. Yeah. And I think that's why, for, for me, for my understanding, Ethereum holds value because there are a lot of applications that people need to use the blockchain technology, which is known as Ethereum. That's why it also holds value, which means that people need to mine it, need to calculate it, need yeah. to formulate it. So that's why it holds certain value. But I don't think all coins are for everyone. For yeah. example, what coins are not like I mean, you, that's you wouldn't yeah. invest in. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah. Um, I think once you touch in the crypto space, yeah, you don't just touch Bitcoin, Ethereum. As much as I told myself, the so majority of my portfolio in crypto is this too. But sometimes, you know, your hands get itchy. You you start to research more on the different coins and you start to see a lot of news. Yeah, yeah the Dogecoin, for example, uh, Shiba, Shiba coin. Inu coin. So, so these are some of the coins that, you know, I, I, I throw a bit of, you know, a, a small amount of money just to see that, yeah, what would happen? So I really treat it as like a lottery ticket. So what happened? It, it really shot up. And basically, I didn't cash out and then it shot back down. Yeah, so... So it's investing is all about long term. Yeah, I'm not here for you know earn quick gains as well, though it's tempting. But just to give everyone that okay, your investments really depends on your risk appetite. So if you're in cryptocurrency, your risk appetite you should be able to withstand uh, a, a more volatile kind of uh, more volatile volatile kind of kind of market. Yeah. So it's not for everyone, but I do strongly suggest that you should have a small as a Allocation to crypto, yeah. yeah. Not well, financial advice. Yeah. Well what if I'm a more conservative person? Then we would recommend you to just ETFs, go for yeah. ETFs. Yeah, well, ETF stands for equity traded fund. If I can do the animation right here, but I don't think I can. But uh, equity traded fund is basically to follow a certain index. For example, if you're in Hong Kong, it's following the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index. But if you are in the States or if you know more about the States, is basically for following S and P 500, Nasdaq those kind of big index funds. So it will go up and down, up and down. So that would overall just now echo to what we have said is overall normal index is going upwards, yeah. have an upward trend, especially it will give out interest so it can also compound. That's basically how ETF works and is yeah. a more conservative and a safer way to invest. So if there's one takeaway, like, okay, let's say you want to have a low touch of uh, 
effort to invest, right? So basically, the amount that you allocated, remember I was talking about the 20-30% allocation of uh, savings that you want to actually invest. You can actually take that 20-30% and you know allocate across different kind of ETF. And a cop popular one, like if you really want to get follow the S&P 500 one, like I would recommend SPY, but I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah. So yeah, do your own research. Basically, just allocate your 20 to 30% savings into an ETF yeah. every month and be disciplined. And then you would see um, the market really working for you. Yeah, But there are also a few types of ETFs. For example, they're non-actively managed, which is following the index fund very closely. Or, for example, there are one that ARKK or ARKG is actively managed ETF yep. from Kerry Woods. Yeah, right? Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you can either fo follow like some uh, ETF that are more speculative. They really pick the growth company. So it really depends on your risk appetite. There are ETF that are really, really aggressive. You might lose a lot of money when the, when the market is down, but you gain a lot of mo money when the market is uh, in the upside. Yeah. So do your own research, just give you a, a, a brief understanding of what ETF and investing yep. is. Um, so I think the next question naturally is like, oh, okay, you already sort of have an idea of the stock market, the crypto cryptocurrency. How can you actually start investing? What kind of platforms you should use? So traditionally, you can use your banks as the brokers. But I find as a millennial, that's not really the, the main way or the most efficient way, cost-efficient way to actually manage your, your portfolio. Yeah. yeah. I think Ray had an experience to to buy stocks on what Standard Chartered and it charged him thirty USD per per transaction. But when when there are other platforms that can do as low as around yeah. five US dollars. So it's around like a lot less which means that if you hold that stock you don't need for it to have so much gain before you sell that stock. So you actually have a lot less risk for you to hold long if you want to trade like a short term yeah because like uh basically any cost that incurs in your transaction that is on the investor because basically the trading platform on the broker and the bank they actually earn the margin from from whatever transaction that you do so the lower it is the better off from an investment standpoint uh yeah as an investor yeah, so I would recommend you to, I think in Hong Kong, uh, we have this Futu. Yeah, yeah it, if globally it's called Moomoo. Yeah, or you can use like Interactive Broker. Yeah, if you're in the US, Robinhood, Webull. Yeah, so these kind of platforms, I think all offer really, really good, yeah, good uh, rates. Yeah. yeah. And I think once you have the, the platform set up, I don't, yeah, just look it up. It's actually a very quick step few steps you have to just submit some documents yeah. and then uh, see how you can transfer the funds in there and then you can actually trade yeah so that is not too too hard to navigate on your own yeah so that's uh, gonna give you the right tools to actually um, start off your investment yeah so yeah. so what's the next step though i got i got my platform ready so how do i find the right stock or what, what should i do finding the right stocks yeah probably don't listen to talk about podcast because <laughs> we're, we're not financial consultants or like financial planners. But basically how to find the right stocks for you to invest or the right ETF. Yeah, like what I say, it really depends on your risk appetite, but I think a good starting point would be reading the news or actually talking to friends that are actually uh, in, in the industry and they would be able to give some sort of advice, but at your own risk. So I actually have a story later, like, oh, when you actually follow friends' advice, 
and then sometimes it it goes against you know what you actually and then at the end of the day you are the only one to to blame yeah. yeah so but i think from my side how i actually started investing i actually rely a lot on youtube youtube has such a great resource in terms of like investing one-on-one and how to pick the right stocks etc but remember to do always do your own due diligence your own research after you know identifying some of the stock picks that are you know given by those uh, kols on youtube yeah because at the end of the day you are accounted for your own investment yeah and i think another important part is like make sure you have at least three months of your living expenses. And that's why in episode one, it's very important to understand how much do you need mm. from a living cost perspective because you want to make sure that you have enough emergency funds for the next three months instead of investing it all on, the, on your portfolio. Yeah, because when you actually want to cash out, sometimes if you're making losses, it's not nice to actually cash out your gains. I mean, cash out your investment at a loss because... Long term wise, you are always gonna gain in the stock market. Supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. Not financial advice, yeah. <laughs> so I think the last part, you want to just share some of the key lessons uh, we can go through casually. I think we can go through casually because I think we have quite a few key lessons that we've learned throughout a uh, few years that we have been investing or listen to investing stories. I think the first one is for example, Ray, I've told him to sell Tesla when it was, uh, what, how, how much? It was a painful, painful. So basically, I got into Tesla um, before it really went mainstream. It was around and $190 pre-split. This was pre-split. So it was around 40 something dollar, right? Yeah, $40, $50. And yeah, I, I was just holding for a couple of months. Like, yeah, and then it grew, grew it, it actually shot up to 200 something. And then, Adrian was telling me like, sell it, sell it now, sell it, yeah. Because from Adrian's standpoint, he, it was like a very speculative stock and yeah. So basically, I really entrusted Adrian because to me, I really treat Adrian as a very credible source of news, yeah. Because he's really, uh, yeah, someone I look up to, yeah. So from that, then I, I decided to sell it, you know, okay, you know, you know like 10, 15, 20% profit, but then it went up to 59. It's basically skyball. But because I, in the end of the day, I actually followed my belief. I actually went back in at a much higher price, but um, it was a good price. Yeah, I think uh, I, I went in like what post split 290. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's around I still 2x right now. No, three, 4x now. It's no, around no. 600. Is that 200 something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three, three x already. That's no, a 295, so 300. Oh, okay. You said 200 So I averaged up, yeah, along so the way. So around, around 2x. That's but still a pretty good performance, everyone. Yeah. But I mean, that's a lesson for, for me to learn that, you know, if you really believe in a company, yeah, whatever people say around you, those are actually some sort of noise or distraction. Sometimes you can treat them as validation, but it's for you to actually validate your thesis on wh- why you actually believe in investing that company. Yeah. So, so, so I think it's also important to have believed on your own research. But sometimes if er- everyone's telling you to sell GME, GameStop, you should basically sell. Yeah, GameStop. because that's a difference between like companies that you really see that's like a whole storyline on why they can grow, right? But sometimes like meme stocks like GME, uh, AMC, those businesses are actually really, really, like I would say very standard, right? It's just that people are targeting. Or, or even struggling. Yeah, I think, but there are people who are 
going against the hedge funds, yep. going the people who are betting it to go down. It's an interesting movement, yeah. yeah. So uh, for me, it's like I really enjoy seeing from the sideline on how it is, which leads to the point that um, because we're talking about GME, AMC, right? These are all hype stocks, it's very speculative. So the point that I want to say, like, don't chase speculative kind of stocks or like when you see the news talking about it and it's like, oh, it's a good time to go in. Everyone's going in. You should go in. And you go in. And it falls. So basically, f a lot of the times, like I think like eight out of 10 times of those situations, yeah, it, it's pretty much hype. And then when you end in, it's like, yeah, because of fear of missing out the FOMO. And then you entered it, yeah. So the moment you hear that it became a big news, yeah, it's probably too late to actually step in. Yeah, so that's, that's some of my advice. You should wait until it's cooled down and then see like, okay, it's a fair price, then only you enter if you really believe in it. And if it eventually takes off the whole way, then it's fine. There are so many other investments yeah. that you can actually put your money into. You so would definitely rush. regret it, but you just need to know what if it just falls to zero dollar and you lost everything. Is it worth it? In most of the time, it's, it's not. So we, we just think that it's not a suitable investment in most cases, unless you are really in-depth or you have a lot of knowledge about the, the stock. So I think the next one is definitely, I think the most important one, is to be patient on stocks, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, for example, uh, what we hold Neo, I hold Neo as a stock, and it yeah, he was complaining the whole time because it's a roller coaster, basically. It is a roller coaster, and it, it earned me around what a few k USD, and it goes back down to losing me a few k USD, and now it goes back up to earning me a few k USD. So basically, it's a roller coaster, and you need to be patient of the stock to to play out and see how it is. If you trust the fundamentals of the company, then you have nothing to worry about. Like unless there are sudden news about it going bankrupt or like going yeah, out if, of business. Yeah, if the fundamentals don't change in the company, it's just noise, basically. The price fluctuation, that's just the stock market doing a thing. Yeah. So if the fundamentals don't change, yeah, and the price drops, if you really believe, then there's this concept of uh, dollar cost averaging. You actually double down your money or like you put whatever money that you have, like your 20% for that month, it's like, okay, I'm going to reinvest it into this company because I think it's going to go even higher. Yeah. So it takes a lot of belief on your yeah. research on the fundamentals. And yeah. also discipline because when it goes down, you sometimes will want to cut loss. Like, okay, okay, I'm just going to like, I, j I would just accept it. But sometimes you need to be more disciplined and you need to learn more about different investing strategies for you to actually strike that balance. And I think that's what we wanted to do. We're not experts again, but we wanted to learn a bit more about investing and start looking into it if you haven't. And if you have, maybe learn some new skills. Yeah, I think the main point is just to, yeah, I think we sort of can wrap it up. Yeah, because I, I don't want to keep this too long, but basically provide, like get yourself exposed slowly. Yeah even though we encourage 20-30%, but feel whatever amount that you're comfortable yeah. exposing yourself into the market, do it. And then in that process, you learn. Whether you make money, you lose money. But in general, if you're patient, you just hold on to a stock, 9 out of 10 times you're going to make money. Unless it's a very shit kind of stock, like penny stock. Or That's why stick to fund like companies with good fundamentals mm. and then you see it play out and grow accordingly.
Yeah, that would be the wrap on our second episode. And thank you for watching or listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching us on YouTube. Right? Hopefully, you found this useful. And yeah, I think um, going forward, we'll start inviting back some guests. But hopefully, this whole idea of personal finance is going to be very useful because we feel that it has helped us. Hopefully, it will help you. And if it helps you guys, share it to your friends, your family, colleagues. I don't think you should share like family, I think. But hey, you never know. Like some people at their 40s, 50, it will be helpful for their retirement. Exactly. All right. So if you have any comments, feel free to DM us and we'll look at it and we'll see if any improvements are needed. Okay. Thank you very much. See you. Goodbye. Bye.